Two of the barley meal, but when the evening fell, the cottage looked lonely. Then Snowflower remembered her grandmother's words, and laying her head down gently, she said, Chair of my grandmother, tell me a story. Scarce were the words spoken when a clear voice from under the velvet cushion began to tell a new and most wonderful tale, which surprised Snowflower so much that she forgot to be frightened. After that, the good girl was lonely no more. Every morning she baked a barley cake, and every evening the chair told her a new story. But she could never find out who owned the voice, though Snowflower showed her gratitude by polishing up the oaken back and dusting the velvet cushion till the chair looked as good as new. The swallows came and built in the eaves. The daisies grew thicker than ever at the door. But great misfortunes fell upon Snowflower, Notwithstanding all her care, she forgot to clip the hen's wings, and they flew away one morning to visit their friends, the pheasants, who lived far in the forest. The cat followed them to see its relations. The barley meal was eaten up except a couple of handfuls, and Snowflower had often strained her eyes in hopes of seeing the grey mantle, but there was no appearance of Dame Frostyface. "'My grandmother stays long,' said Snowflower to herself." and by and by there will be nothing to eat. If I could get to her, perhaps she would advise me what to do, and this is a good occasion for travelling. Next day at sunrise, Snowflower oiled the chair's wheels, baked a cake out of the last of the meal, took it in her lap by way of provision for the journey, seated herself and said, Chair of my grandmother, take me the way she went. Presently the chair gave a creak and began to move out of the cottage and into the forest, the very way Dame Frostyface had taken, where it rolled along at the rate of a coach and six. Snowflower was amazed at this style of travelling, but the chair never stopped nor stayed the whole summer day, till as the sun was setting they came upon an open space where a hundred men were hewing down the tall trees with their axes. A hundred more were cleaving them for firewood, and twenty wagoners with horses and wagons were carrying the wood away. "'Oh, chair of my grandmother, stop!' said Snowflower, for she was tired and also wished to know what this might mean. The chair immediately stood still, and Snowflower, seeing an old woodcutter who looked civil, stepped up to him and said, "'Good father, tell me why you cut all this wood.' "'What ignorant country girl are you?' replied the man, not to have heard of the great feast which our sovereign, King Winwealth, means to give on the birthday of his only daughter, the Princess Greenland. It will last seven days. Everybody will be feasted, and this wood is to roast the oxen and the sheep and the geese and the turkeys, amongst whom there is great lamentation throughout the land. When Snowflower heard that, She could not help wishing to see and perhaps share in such a noble feast after living so long on barley cakes. So seating herself, she said, Chair of my grandmother, take me quickly to the palace of King Winwealth. The words were hardly spoken when off the chair started through the trees and out of the forest to the great amazement of the woodcutters, who never having seen such a sight before, threw down their axes, left their wagons, and followed Snowflower to the gates of a great and splendid city, fortified with strong walls and high towers, 
and standing in the midst of a wide plain covered with cornfields, orchards and villages. It was the richest city in all the land. Merchants from every quarter came there to buy and sell, and there was a saying that people only had to live seven years in it to make their fortunes. Rich as they were, however, Snowflower thought she had never seen so many discontented, covetous faces as looked out from all the great shops, grand houses and fine coaches when her chair rattled along the streets. Indeed, the citizens did not stand high in repute for either good nature or honesty, but it had not been so when King Winwealth was young, and he and his brother, Prince Wisewit, governed the land together. Wisewit was a wonderful prince for knowledge and prudence. He knew the whole art of government, the tempers of men, and the power of the stars. Moreover, he was a great magician, and it was said of him that he could never die or grow old.